Welcome to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renfickton. Always excited to be in the place with you today. Listen, we have had such a roller coaster of love and laughter and turmoil and wildness in this year thus far. That is why it's important for us to do what this next feature expert is helping us all to be better at. This guest is helping women entrepreneurs and professionals hold space to heal. Dominice Clifton, a Baltimore-based certified yoga instructor, trauma-informed breathwork and meditation facilitator. Those are only half of her certifications, y'all. She is on a mission to enhance emotional education and well-being with body-centered approaches to healing. If you have been a listener of the BBP for any amount of time since we started this show back in 2016, then you know that I love people who honor the body because that's where trauma lives. And you know that I especially love when people show up fully in themselves because this is not something that she just read about. She has lived it and now she is living in it by helping other people do better with their bodies. Dominice, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Hi, Nikita. I am doing so well. And I love that introduction. I was like, I need to like bottle that up and take it with me wherever I go. So thank you for that. That really like filled my heart with so I much joy. every single syllable. You really are. I told you in the green room, I have professionally talked to you because I'm good at my job. <laughs> <laughs> professionally, y'all highlight that professional. I don't know anything about yeah. her address, who she dates or where she lives, <laughs> but professionally, I see that you are really showing up in your truth. You're being honest and transparent mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. what you are living in your truly lived experience as a woman of color mm -hmm. who is multi-certified on, on all the levels mm -hmm. and who takes <laughs> your craft very seriously, which I know for the mm -hmm. ambitious women and those few brave men that are listening to this show, we all appreciate because you're not trying to pretend to be anything. You are actually being the thing. Mm. Thank you for seeing that because I think for me, one of the things that I feel so strongly about is showing up authentically. And there's been so much healing work that has had to happen for me to be in this place and to be able to stand in my fullness and honor that. Um, there's been a lot of unmasking because I, I didn't always like, I wasn't always this version of myself. There was the version of myself that I put out to the world. And then there was the version of myself behind the curtain that I didn't necessarily feel good about. And so being in a space where I am so good with who I am and I'm okay with putting that out to the world. And it feels like there's alignment. I just, I'm grateful that people are seeing that because it's, it's been work. Yeah. It's been work. I haven't always been And here. honestly, I think that's the part that so many humans, including myself, connect mm -hmm. to, right? Like I'm a fairly, as I've been told by too many people, a very private person. And, <laughs> and that private is kind of a, a weird term for me because I honor privacy. Everything I do with my power couples and my potent humans is about anonymity. Like it's not to have an Instagrammable moment of someone's turmoil or their trauma or whatever it is that I'm helping them nurture and be a better version of themselves through. But if you ask me a question, I will answer it. If your intention mm -hmm. is really about wanting to know versus poking to look for things to 
judge or to hold as a, an outlier of, oh, you can't be so perfect. And what I see from you across your multiple platforms is you're not pretending to be perfect, Patty. You're like, I'm dope, Dominice. Like, that's who I am. <laughs> In my real life, like this is who I am, even when I'm doubting, even when Mm -hmm. I'm potentially distracted, even when Mm -hmm. I'm disturbed over something that's happening in our society, like you're, you're speaking on those things in a very beautiful way that isn't provocative and like looking for Mm -hmm. followers. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and and you can, you can see it and you can feel it in what you talk about, especially on your podcast, which I would love for you to share. Why you decided to start that one podcast or the podcast. Mm -hmm. So the podcast is just about a year old next month. So it's new. I know you were OG (laughs) in this thing. And I was like, yes, I'm so honored to be here in this space. But it's new for me. I was I am an avid podcast listener. So I love a good podcast, but I was not planning on starting a podcast. And last year, well, at the end of 21, And then a little bit of last year. So from, let's say, December to Mm -hmm. April of 22, I went through a period of stillness where my my spirit just felt called to like go inward to kind of shut a lot of things down. So I took a break from social media. Mm -hmm. I stopped working on a lot of projects like I closed things down. And during that period, I was getting my yoga certification. And so I was really focused on that and really just like honoring that Mm -hmm. space. And for anyone who is listening, who has ever gone through a yoga teacher training program, it you is some healing, it's some things that come up in that process. Like there's a lot of life changes and shifts that happen. And so my spirit, like I said, it was just like this, I've struggled with stillness traditionally. And so that was new for me of like honoring that. And originally it was supposed to be a one month period and it turned to like four and a half, five months. But in that time I was in a restorative yoga position, which I love when we talk about pause and rest. And just as clear as the two of us are talking, there was a whisper that came through to me that was like the School of Healing podcast and essentially like giving me an overview of the mission of the podcast and what it was going to be about. And so instantly, like I jumped out of like this meditative state, grabbed a journal and just started like trying to like fast write to catch everything. But that was delivered from, you know, straight from the universe, straight from God, straight from source. It was not on me. But it was so clear that it was like, it was no way I could say no to it. It was like, after I finished writing, like frantically trying to keep up, I was like, okay, I guess I'm starting a podcast. (laughs) And it was, it was just me being obedient to it because like I said, the name, everything, you know, it came to me so clear. So it's been about a year. It took me um, doing a lot of YouTubing and looking up articles because I didn't even know how to start a podcast. And that's been a journey in itself, but I'm really grateful because you know, when you start something new, there's a lot of doubt about if I can do this and those sorts of things. But starting a podcast has shown me like how amazing I am because you know the process of hosting mm-hmm. a podcast. It's a lot behind the scenes that goes into putting something out to the world. And I had to learn all of that. And when I put those first couple of episodes out, I felt so proud because it was like, you can do anything you put your mind to. Like there's literally nothing that we cannot do once we commit to it and we are on board with it. Like it's a go. And so that's the podcast. And the goal is really to share many different healing modalities with people because there is no one road to healing. How we get there looks very different. Everybody's road, the windy road is very different. And I've been open to exploring and trying many things in my Mm -hmm. journey. And so I'm someone who like soaks up knowledge. And so I just wanted to share that and also have people on the podcast to share their own experiences hoping that it's like a way to um, plant a seed for someone. Like maybe when you listen, you aren't necessarily ready to try that thing, but a year, six months from now, like your spirit is like, okay, let's do that. And so 
that's my goal with my podcast. Thank you for asking that yeah, question. No, I love it um, on all the levels, including the fact that you allowed yourself to receive. Here's a challenge mm. that I've seen in dating myself here, but it's okay. I'm a grandmom, y'all. So it's all right. I can date myself. My nearly 30 plus years as a clinician and trauma specialist and all the different hats that I have, mm. helpers don't always allow themselves to be helped. Mm. And you allowed yourself to be helped. You may not have tagged mm. yourself a helper prior to this new mm. chapter in your journey that you started. I think you said somewhere in my professionals talking of you like back in 2019. I started in 16 with my first daughter. Like there was mm. something in me that was like, it's time to do mm. the work. But 19 is when I really like that, that like yeah. real mm-hmm. bigger shift, that kind of paradigm mm-hmm. shift, if you will. Um, yes. Minus the micro yes. shifts that all of us very rebellious daughters usually have multiple micro shifts before we're ready <laughs> for, for the big to say <laughs> yes or to be obedient. Yes. Oh, okay. Ask me how I know. <laughs> ask me how I know. I'm very rebellious in my core. Um, but when I was looking and, and reading and, and soaking in you, because I love how you said that you, you absorb, you receive, I noticed mm-hmm. that you were allowing. And even in your story Mm -hmm. of of sharing that you allow the download to come into you from what I call creator into yourself Mm -hmm. and say, wait a minute, this isn't just mind chatter. This isn't just a fleeting thought that's passing that maybe I picked up, you know, watching a TV show and a commercial came by because we excuse when beautiful downloads are coming in when we aren't ready Mm -hmm. to receive them. And you received it and was like, wait a minute, this meditative state was purposeful. And it allowed Mm -hmm. me to be in such deep connection with my higher God mind, my creator, my higher self, that I need to break this moment, grab a pen and paper and make sure that Mm -hmm. I secure that. That was that instant speedy action that I believe the formulas in the universe that are here to support whatever the creator downloaded into you is how we become successful. Is because you mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. got into action and were, was deliberate yeah. about that. Like, I don't know what's going to come out of this. Yeah. I have n- zero idea how to start it. <laughs> I have to go to YouTube University to figure it out. Right. <laughs> but you believed enough in what you received within yourself mm-hmm. to do it. And that speaks of volumes, Dominique. I will say that a lot of people don't know how to receive, but they will distract with a lot of giving a lot of doing, Mm -hmm. a lot of going. And I know that you Mm -hmm. see that just people will see when they look at the, the show notes of it and go to your website for moving steel, even your logo, the way that you wrote Mm -hmm. out your title, like you're very (laughs) deliberate in what you do. Mm -hmm. And I honor that in all the ways. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I feel so seen with you. I'm like, yes, I love it here. <laughs> love it here. Thank you. And I appreciate that because there was a time in my life where I really valued folks like you because I needed that yeah. mirror. And so just to be seen in this way is like, I just appreciate and respect that so much. I see myself much more now, but I always value people who have a gift of seeing other people. And I'm I'm reading your energy and I'm like, you see people, you see people. You know what I mean? Thank you. I, I receive that. For everyone listening, I don't see dead people. <laughs> For- <laughs> You're old enough to remember that movie. I see two people. Remember that from the little boy, Six six Senses. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. I'm also very silly. So <laughs> if you didn't know, you know now. Um, with a lot of the work that you're doing and the, the place that you came to, I heard you when you said in 2016, which was Magical 3, 
years before your big mm. paradigm shift, mm-hmm. you had, did you say your first daughter? Yes. Yes. Can you share a little yeah. bit about what that experience was for you being a mom and, mm-hmm. and feeling the, the heavy and the light that comes with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before that I was, so I grew up in a Christian household and I had stepped away from like the structure of religiosity many years before that, but I wasn't really like spiritual, you know, it was just like this void, like there wasn't really much there. And being pregnant with my first daughter, again, it was kind of like that intuitive feeling or pull inside that was like, it's time to get still. And so I started meditating and I started like building a spiritual practice. I was very inconsistent back in those days. Like, you know, so I would do something and then not do something. But there was something in me that was like, you're going through a process of creating Mm -hmm. life. And like, I just, I needed to like honor that. And I needed to allow myself to be guided through that process because I recognized that I was stepping into something like much bigger than me. Um, And so that was really the beginning. Like I credit my, both of my daughters, I have a a three-year-old and a six-year-old. I credit them with where I am now. And I cannot say fully that if I had not become a mother that I would necessarily have gone down this path because for me, Becoming a mother really like illuminated a lot of the spaces and places that required healing. It like show, shone light on like, you know, the, the, the spaces. And I was so adamant and not, of not repeating generational trauma and things, patterns that had happened with me. Um, you know, we recognize that our parents do the best of what they know, but I was also very much so like, I don't want to repeat some of the things that happened to me. And so I started working on myself. I started meditating. I started doing some other things. I started really building out a spiritual practice and really focusing on personal development. And again, like I did it for a couple of years, but it was inconsistent. When I had my second daughter, I feel like that's when the pool was like, okay, now it's time to get serious. And so a lot shifted for me between 19 and 20, right around the time that COVID was happening. Ironically, like, you know, a lot of people made changes then. I I made a lot of physical changes. So I had struggled with my weight for over two decades. I started overeating around eight years old. That was the way that I coped with my unaddressed trauma as a child. And I struggled with that up until a couple of years ago. And it was one of those things where I just always felt so defeated by the fact that I could not get my eating under control. And I always said, like, if I can get this under control, I can literally do anything. And so when I finally was able to allow myself to release things that I had been holding on to and using food to emotionally eat, when I was finally able to um, go to and be with the emotions that were causing me to emotionally eat, right? Like there's, there's a reason for that behavior. It became a lot easier to not have to turn to food. And so I lost like 50 pounds. So the weight, like the physical uh, heaviness mm-hmm. came off that I was holding from the stress and trauma. But I also just like changed so much mentally and spiritually during that time. And when people ask me like how I got into wellness, where I am today is because I did the work for myself first. And I never saw myself in this industry. Like my background is in fundraising and grant writing. It's completely unaligned, um, but it's helpful as a business owner now. But I, this is not what I saw for myself. But I was just, again, like obedient. You know, I felt called to the more that I learned, the more that I healed. I wanted to share that. Like I'm someone who naturally soaks up knowledge and information. That's a part of my gift. You know, like I recognize that everybody isn't like that, but I love learning. I love reading. Like I said, I'm an avid podcast listener. So for me, it was like once I started to heal and feel that transformation for myself, I felt alive for the first time 
And I wanted everyone to feel that. And that's literally a part of why I do the work today, because I know what it felt like to feel like numb for so long to kind of just be in a space of autopilot and just being like, well, this this must be it. Like, this must be life. And so to awaken from that space and to be here now, it's like if I can be just a little bit of someone else's journey for them to find their way. I've done my work here. And so I always pray for God to help me to um, my mission is to really like help with awakening the consciousness of humanity, because so many of us, including myself at one point, we are just asleep, you know, and it's just like we don't even know that there's anything outside of that. And so that's a lot. But that's that's why I do this work. And that's how I got here today. I love it. (laughs) Um, The same way you are teaching people to hold space for the healing. This show is holding Mm -hmm. space for your story. It was not mm-hmm. too much. It was exactly <laughs> what everyone who was listening and who will follow my wonderful request at the end of our show that I ask at the end of every single show to share. That's what whoever also is listening to this really needed mm-hmm. was to hear that there are people like you that are willing to do the hard work because the hard work mm-hmm. is always battling yourself, right? Like we are yeah. our biggest Ooh. disruptors yeah. in so mm-hmm. many ways and not in the positive way of like disrupting innovation, which we can be if we get out of mm-hmm. our own way. But to your point, yeah. sometimes you're, you're sleep in the mundane. You're just going through mm-hmm. the repetitive cycle of wake up, brush your teeth, go to work, whatever work looks like at home in your pajamas or out in the ether, right? Like whatever that Mm -hmm. is. And then you come back and you eat and you, you stuff your emotions Mm -hmm. with junk TV or promiscuousness or whatever it is that you stuff yourself with and you wake up Mm -hmm. and you do it all over again. But this time there's a little bit more shame. There's a little bit more guilt. Mm -hmm. There's a little Mm -hmm. bit more anger. And for those that hold rage, there's a little bit more of that until you implode on some mm-hmm. level and that none of that is okay. And many of us implode mm-hmm. not by punching a wall or by having a breakdown on the bathroom floor, which all of those things are very possible parts of someone's journey. And there's no judgment of that, but some people implode mm-hmm. by literally holding themselves back from yes. opening their eyes, opening their souls, yes. opening their spirits, which is exactly what you're saying. I was afraid, but I knew I needed to do something different to mm-hmm. create a new multi-generational imprint for my daughters. Like this is what Mm -hmm. I was willing to do. And as much as so many people listening to this love the people they are connected to, whether birth through their wound or guardians over the neighbor's kid that you have kind of adopted as your own, whatever Mm -hmm. that is for them, they want it. But sometimes the fear of what Mm -hmm. will it mean? What will I have to, I'm going to use your word here, Dominique, release. What will I have to release? Mm -hmm. Is it the extra yeah. weight that's keeping me from participating in different things and feeling confident to go on a stage mm-hmm. or, you know, you've done a lot of pitch contests and, and won a lot of things. That mm-hmm. takes a lot, a lot of confidence and energy through the fear to get up and do, but you're less likely to do it if you feel like, well, the, the 50 pounds, just to kind of use that as an example, or I don't have the right skin color. I don't have the right height. I don't have the right body shape. I don't have the right words. I mean, we could go on and on with mm-hmm. all the I don't haves that people have in their mm-hmm. mind until they meet someone like you. And they meet mm-hmm. someone like you that is a representation because you're willing to be transparent and honest and say, I didn't, I'm going to underline this J word. I didn't just wake up and do this. This mm-hmm. was a process. There were micro yes. shifts from 
probably before 2016 to get to the 2016, hey, let me pay attention, all the way shifting to the paradigm shift, which shook Mm -hmm. up your entire legacy Mm -hmm. going forward (laughs) when your second daughter was born and you were like, okay, now Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is time. And you heard that. And, And that is inspirational, but it also is a tool that people can use to help elevate themselves. And of course, coming to work with you and being right under your tutelage is the, the real shortcut, right? Because you they don't have to do hours of professional stalking to go through your fees and, you know, try to YouTube university, their version of what Dominice is teaching, because you're really helping them get in touch with their body and use their body for healing in a way that isn't necessarily Googleable. I don't know if that's a yeah. word, but we're going to ride with it. I, I, for one, and I'm standing for it. I'm always going to stand for the healers. You Mm -hmm. are doing the work that is necessary for your great, 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 great grandbabies through the womb of your children or not blended families, bonus Mm -hmm. families, all of it to receive a different version of the world than what you had to navigate through growing up. Yes. Yes, I will say two things to that because I I agree with everything that you said and I I think you said everything so beautifully. So a couple of years ago, I heard this quote that said or this this saying that said, when you heal, you heal for seven generations before you and seven generations after you. And the weight of being at this intersection of ancestors and past, you know, folks in my lineage and like being a light for what's to come. I don't take that lightly because so much of my own healing journey has been working through the stories, the beliefs, the paradigms that I've been holding that I had inherited. Right. And recognizing that honoring that people did the best that they could, but like also there's another way that we can do this and being willing to set down those stories that I was carrying. And so for me, like being at this intersection of both of these, these generations Again, like I don't take my load lightly because I recognize like everything I do is for my daughters. And my goal is to show up and live a limitless life so that they know that it's possible because I'm 35 now. The first 31 years, I had all the limits. I boxed myself in like no one did that for me. I did it for myself. And so being able to pull myself out of that space and being like, oh, (laughs) like I did that. You know what I mean? Like those stories were mine. Like I got to own that. For me, it's about like them Not that they're not going to have any challenges or issues because like that's a part of the human experience. But if they can just be a little bit less held down, you know what I mean? Like if if they have a little bit more of a head start, I feel like I've done my part. You know, that's like uh, with the beliefs, with the finances, like all of those things. And so for me, like I I feel so strongly about healing, not just being for us, you know, and even outside of our family. Like when you heal, you show up as a light for someone else that you may or may not know. And so like as humans, we're all connected. And so I I take this healing thing very serious um, because I recognize the amount of impact that we are able to make when we say yes to, um, you know, what we are feeling called and led to do when it comes to healing. And then the second thing I wanted to say really quickly was when you were just talking about just all that has to happen in the healing process, I sum it all up in one statement and is I had to allow myself to be seen. Mm -hmm. And that is really hard for people. So like how you were talking about being in pitch competitions and being willing to get on stage and to put myself out there. I struggled with myself for so long because from eight years old, when I was started being overweight and it was drastic, it wasn't like, 
two pounds, five pounds. It was like seven. I was normal weight and eight. I was very overweight. And so that was like a shock to my system. And the only thing that I knew as a child to do was to hide. Like I was so embarrassed and ashamed of that, that I didn't want to be seen. And so struggle up and down, weight up and down, lose the weight, gain the weight, lose the weight, gain the weight all my life. And so to, to not I, I was so afraid to be seen by the world because of what I was struggling with internally and all of my own shame and guilt and all of those things that, yes, this journey now, like the way that I even when I feel the fear, I still say yes and put myself out there and I'm still open and vulnerable is because like I know what it was like to be in that space where my light was so dim and I didn't want to be yeah. seen. And so for me, it's like I'm extremely vulnerable. I wrote a book that was really vulnerable and I, I grapple with that sometimes of like spirit, you sure we got to put all this in there? But it was like, yes, because someone is where you were a couple of years ago with that shame, with that guilt, thinking that there's no way out. And so for me to be at a place now, now where like I'm no longer victim to that story yeah. and that trauma I'm just hoping that by like sharing my truth in that way it gives someone else hope to be like well if she can do it I can do it because that's how I feel like if I can do it if I can be here it's possible for anyone like it's it's possible for anyone yes like yes yes and yes <laughs> mic drop to all of it I I align that's that's the best mm-hmm. thing. I am clearly a woman with a lot of words. And in this moment, all I can say <laughs> is I align completely. And mm-hmm. I, I really do. Uh, I appreciate and value the quote because I'm a nerd. And epigenetics mm-hmm. does say that trauma literally is in 14 generations of genes yes. before the child is even fully formed. So mm-hmm. that, that baby, your babies, my babies, my grandbabies, had 14 generations of whatever that was that was going on with all the people who were doing their version of their best already here before they came out and had their own lived experience. So by you healing, just to bring the context in for the listeners, by you choosing to heal, even through your fear, even through your pain, even through the hurt, even through your questioning, your questions, when you're not sure if this is really the good move because you have to be so vulnerable and put stuff out there mm-hmm. to be judged by the trolls and all, all the people to hopefully have the one person receive it as mm-hmm. hope and victory of what they can yeah. do. You doing that isn't just for the one person. You just help seven generations back and mm-hmm. seven generations forward, which we know mm-hmm. from evidence-based science, 14 generations of those genes are already the trauma that's tied into their DNA, yeah. which is both scary and mind-blowing. In so many Mm -hmm. levels, because it probably is a lot more than 14 generations. That's just what current science understands in this moment. So I love that you're leaning into it and you're, you're seeing without all the the nerdy parts of it and the understanding of that, because maybe that wasn't a part of your ecosystem before this moment. And you're Mm -hmm. still like, I feel it. And I'm leaning into Mm -hmm. what I know is Mm -hmm. truth. I don't need someone else to tell me what my truth is, but my truth right now is I'm healing and I'm holding space and I'm teaching other people mm-hmm. to do it so they can have a little tiny taste of what is mm-hmm. actually nourishing me to this day. Ooh, honey. Yes, yes, and <laughs> yes for all of it. Thank you. Mm, so I have to ask you, when you are not out here helping and healing and nourishing and serving and mm-hmm. getting people in touch with their bodies so they can understand the power that they have and they can remember it for themselves, mm-hmm. how are you giving yourself permission to pause? 
Mm. I have been making more time for joy because I take this work very serious. I take life way too serious. Like I've realized that lately. Like, girl, you got to loosen up. (laughs) Um, And my oldest started telling me that, like, mom, you don't laugh enough. And I'm like, okay, that's not how I want you to remember me. And that's not what I want to teach you. So lately pausing for me has been pausing and being very intentional about inserting in joy. Um, And so most recently I have gone back to something that used to bring me a lot of joy as a child, which is skating, Mm -hmm. roller skating. And I've picked that back up and I bought the cutest white skates and I got pink and blue laces and like a little puff ball. Like I took it way back. And so when I put them on, it like takes me away from this 30 something year old woman to like this very childlike version of myself. And my favorite thing to do is to be outside, you know, just in the wind, like just in a beautiful place with maybe a lake around and just like skating, like free. I feel so free. So that's one way that I allow myself to pause and it doesn't feel like work because, you know, like for me, I love reading. And so sometimes that can be it. But like that's kind of still work. So getting outside, being in the fresh air. Um, I also love nature. So even if it's going for like a nature hike, those are probably my top two favorite things right oh, now. I love it on so many levels. You're you're funning things up on multiple levels, mm-hmm. which allows mm-hmm. you to tap into play and really yes. heal on the inside some of those other mm-hmm. parts of us because we know that the roots go deep, <laughs> go mm-hmm. deep. Yes. and laughter yes. is medicine as we know so I, yes, I love is. that um I'm especially loving Thank that you. out of what is it what is it out of the mouths of babes mom laugh I heard that I, I heard <laughs> yes. it very clearly <laughs> laugh a little bit more where's your personality you're so smart I need your personality that was a very kind <laughs> kind version. My daughter was very upfront with me when she was like, you are awesome for everybody else but me. That was one of my shifts when she was about eight years mm. old. Said, oh, that's the 22 year old mm. that's in your backyard at yeah. Morgan. Like, well, <laughs> I know I told you to advocate, but I didn't mean to turn it this way. <laughs> right. Yeah. They keep you humble. One thing about kids. Won't they? Do they? Always. (laughs) Well, Dominique, how can people connect with you and learn more about Move and Steal and your upcoming book and all the things that are happening in your world? So I am most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm Dominice R. Clifton on both of those in both of those spaces. And I will say just find me in the show notes because my name is a little bit hard to spell. And then my website for anyone who wants to learn more about my work, my book will be um, updated there soon is movexstill.com. And those are probably like the top three fa- uh, places to stay connected um, through Instagram for anyone that's listening. Mostly, I would say for women, my newsletter is helpful because I'm like, hey, sis, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I talk like that. So um, for the guys, y'all can check out Moving Still and tap into some other resources. But for women who are interested in like going deeper, learning more, even like focused on stress management in my Instagram bio, um, I have a, a link to join my newsletter. And so that's also a place where I love to be in community. I love to write and just share stories there. So. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. You you were a gift. You. you know how I feel mm-hmm. at this point. And by the way, guys, we literally <laughs> just met in the green room before this show. Yes. And I'm a very, yeah. very connected. I appreciate yeah. you. I value your time and I honor your intentions. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You said that you wanted this to be like a kitchen conversation. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting ready to pull up. Like, that's how I feel at this point. So, yes, you have been amazing. Thank you for holding. We're only 90 minutes from each other. So (laughs) anytime we can make that happen. (laughs) Thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate you. 
Thank you. Balance Bowley listeners, thank you. That is all I can say from this moment. It was such a beautiful, light conversation. And I'm so grateful that Dominice was able to carve out time from her full and productive schedule to make room to share in a very deliberate and intentional way. I am personally grateful. I know that it is rippling through you. I can already feel it. So thank you for allowing that in. Now, if you are new to the show, then you are not new to the reality that there is always an ask at the end, but you might be a little bit surprised at what my request is. It is both intentionally selfish and unapologetic. Dominice has carved out time out of her schedule where she could be healing and growing and skating and doing all kinds of things. And instead she opted to come and sit and speak with me, which was a personal honor and privilege for myself, but also for you. So I want you to just sit in your body for 30 seconds and think about one person in your ecosystem. It could be 20 people, but let's just start with one that needs to hear Dominice's story. One person, literally visualize them in your mind's eye, see their face, hear their voice, sense their smell. And I want you to share this episode with them because it matters. That is my ask, selfish and unapologetic. My second is that you enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. 